check out the Drink and Farm merch shop. We keep the shop up to date with new and fresh items. And while you're there, be sure to check out the shirt of the month. Go to drinkandfarm.com slash shop and maybe snag a few items you've been eyeing for a while now. Shopping with us is an excellent way to support the podcast and get something new for yourself at the same time. Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community. We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and what we've learned so you can feel less alone in this farm thing. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things. Oh, hey there, Sam. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, geez. Obviously, that didn't work. All right, time for take two. Yes. <laughs> Hi, Bev. How are you? Hey there, Sam. <laughs> I'm clean again. In fact, I just feel all out of whack now. Oh, I know. Yeah, this will be a. This is a. This is a nice way to end the year, if you yes. ask me. <laughs> yes. So, what are you drinking? What I mean, what left? What is left of that that you were drinking? Okay, so I am horribly disappointed because the, these are this is a collaboration from two breweries that I really love, and I thought it was a really fun play on words because this is our last episode of 2021, and the name of the beer is The Best of Times, <laughs> but like the year of 2021, it was not as exciting as you thought it should be. Maybe it was closer to like the worst of times. <laughs> or maybe it was overly exciting. Is that a better word? I'm not really sure. Yeah. I don't know, but it did have a certain... Je ne sais quoi. Kapowie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it made a statement when you opened it. <laughs> it did. It very much did. And what was so interesting about this beer is that it is a barbecue rub porter. So it's a porter oh. brewed with coffee and cayenne. Ooh. And the two collaborators on it are 50 West Brewing, which opened up a location in Chillicothe recently on Route 50. And you can see Route 50 from my house, which is really cool. And Great Lakes Brewing, which is, you know, a favorite. So does your office smell like the beer now? It does. My office smells like the beer. My carpet is colored (laughs) like the beer now. Oh, no. I'm just hoping it's a good one. Oh, it smells good. Maybe maybe it can redeem itself. (laughs) Yes. So what did you open over there? Well, I figured since it's the end of the year and I didn't have any champagne in the house, what I would do is grab a bubbly LaCroix, mm-hmm. which is the Raz Cranberry. And then I put a, like a shot-ish, it was a double shot, but I didn't fill it all the way, of Tito's vodka in it. Nice. So... It's kind of festive, but I did not plan well for this episode, but I was creative. (laughs) That's all right. I mean, I didn't exactly plan either, but it worked out (laughs) in the end. (laughs) Our drink peep this episode is our friend Kayla Wood, and she is at Honey Creek Homestead over on the Instagram. So cheers, lady. Cheers. So we're, we're doing this, what feels like kind of late this month. 
just because we'll be honest, it is December 10th and we're recording the last episode of December. <laughs> we're ahead. <laughs> so by the time you hear the Honey and Recorder for this month, it may or may not be too late to sign up for January. But if it is sign up, too late to get the January box, I think you get like the, the new person box. Mm-hmm. So you'll still get something if you decide that after watching us open our boxes from Henny and Roo that you're into it. You can go do that and use code drink and farm to get 10% off at checkout. That's right. All right. So Sam. So what was your, oh, you were going to ask me first. I am. I'm going to ask you first. I can go first this time. Yes. Yes. What was your favorite thing out of the box? So I think my favorite thing is the chicken ornament for this year. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So it comes with a little hangy string. And then it's got the chicken on it. And I really liked it because I I was a little worried because we've been getting this box for a couple of years now that we might get a repeat. Not that that's a problem because I have a farm tree mm-hmm. and my regular tree so I can like divide and conquer. But this will be perfect for my farm tree mm-hmm. to stand there because it'll be the only one. So that's what I liked best from this box. Oh, I love it. I cannot wait to put mine on my farm tree. My farm tree is right there. <laughs> <laughs> you can only see part of it. <laughs> what was your favorite thing this month? Okay. So my favorite thing this month is going to sound really weird. Um, <laughs> but my mother-in-law was just mentioning that we needed new ones of these. And it's the egg scrubby. Uh, yes. I too was excited by the egg scrubby because we use these on our George Foreman grill to mm-hmm. clean it after we do burgers and stuff. And because that's not the intended use of these, sometimes the little the little scrubbies fall off. So now I have three, but one brand new one on top of it. Yeah, I use them to scrub eggs, but then I also use them to scrub my boots during mud season because they do a good Ooh. job getting into the tread. So they're like really multifunctional and they're like yes. handheld. And yeah, my mother-in-law was mentioning at Thanksgiving that mine was falling apart and I probably needed a new one. <laughs> All right, what's next in the box? I don't know what color you got, but I got a pair of pink Henny and Rue logo socks. Ooh, mine are pink too. We got pink too. Oh, we're matchy matchy. I love it. Mm, I love it. I think I just had to throw away a pair that we got in the box a long time ago because I wear my chicken socks frequently and it mm-hmm. got a hole in the foot. So my big toe was like popping out. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, it's time for this sock to go. <laughs> but you know, I thought that and then I wore them for probably like two or three more months. And then I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. So it's like Henny and Root knew that I needed new chicken socks. Yep. Time for new socks. Oh my gosh, I love it. All right. The next thing in the box is a cool decoration for your house. Yeah. And it says, good tidings of comfort. Enjoy. Enjoy. Comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Oh, and joy. Hold on. Okay. So, (laughs) all right. Here's what happened. I was reading this, and that and symbol looked like an E. Looks like an E. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of looked like it said enjoy. Hold on. I got to put that up. I put that up for for the YouTubers to look. So I just thought that the N was missing, and I was like, that's really weird. I don't know what to say about <laughs> but you this. Don't wanna, you don't want to call them out for that. No. No, no it sh- says and joy. Okay. And now I get it. It's just the font. I love it. 
I can't wait to put this up on the mantle now. <laughs> but I think you only understood it because of my terrible singing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. did. Well, I knew that it was supposed to say comfort and joy. So I was really confused when that wasn't what my brain put together when I looked at it. All right. What's next? We also got some funsies cohesive bandage, which is always great to have on hand for any kind of chicken foot Mm -hmm. injury. So extra never hurts. I use these in the people first aid kit too. Yes. Holds bandages in place on all creatures. It's handy. All right. Next we got the chicken banquet block. It's like Henny and Rue knows when the calcium is out in my coop and they're like, hey, go take care of your chickens and give them some (laughs) calcium because there's always one of these in the box at just the right time. So I go give this to them after this. (laughs) We also got some dried mealworms, which is great for this time of year. And we actually got two kinds of dried mealworms, Uh, flock party seeds and mealworms. And then U.S. grown chubby mealworm bugs. This is great because your chickens are probably getting bored because there's mm-hmm. not as much like fresh grass or bugs for them to hunt and pet for. So great to have both of these this month. Yep. Um, and we also got a postcard to send to people. Holiday joy. It is so cute. I love it. Oh my gosh. Cute little chicken with earmuffs on. Looks like it's pretty salty about the weather, though. I mean, yeah, but chickens just... This chicken does not look pleased. ...have resting beak face. For all we know, <laughs> that chicken is thinking, I love my earmuffs. Aren't they fabulous? Yeah. <laughs> Aren't they fabulous? But I don't care if you don't like them. Right. Suck it, is basically what that chicken's saying. Pretty much. And every box comes with a nesting box liner as part of the packaging, which is always super handy. I use mine in my cutest coop nesting boxes. And the chickens like them. So so if you want to sign up for Honey and Roo, you can go to honeyandroo.com and use code Drink and Farm to get 10% off your first box. So it, it seems fitting that we're dropping this episode on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. And we're rounding out the year. We're putting the bookend, bookmark end, bookshelf end. We're ending the year, so we're going to tell you how much we kicked butt on our 2021 goals. Yeah. Or how much we grabbed this year by the horns. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) That too. I should have worn that shirt. Fail, fail. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So Sam, we'll let you start. What was one of your goals for 2021? And how'd you do on it now that the year is over and we're out of time to do anything else on these goals? (laughs) I mean, there might be a couple hours left in the day, but still. Yeah. I plan on eating and drinking. So one of mine was to do at least one round of meat chickens and get into turkeys. So turkeys didn't pan out this year. Because I didn't realize when I went to order them, like, how much lead time you actually needed for a heritage breed. It was a good lesson learned. Yeah. And, and the ones that I wanted, even if I didn't want to, like, be on time for Thanksgiving, they were all sold out. Mm. <laughs> People are aggressive turkey buyers, it turns out. So I decided to shelf that idea pretty early in the year. But... And I think this was different than my update at the six-month point. I did my first round of meat chickens, and I wasn't sure if I was going to. 
this year. So hooray! That's right. Yeah, because we hadn't partnered with Meyer Hatchery at that point when we did our six-month check-in. So yes, that is exciting. Yeah. So all in all, because I know we've talked about the meat chickens in various episodes, just kind of sprinkled in some information. What do you think? Will you do them again? You think? So yes. I actually already put an order in for chickens. I think my meat chickens come in around March. So, and I did 30 again. Wow. <laughs> yes. So we'll see how far I've gotten through the chickens that I've already gotten that we did this year going into next year. And then I'll decide if I need to do another order or not that year or when to time it out. I don't want to be processing birds when it starts getting cold because we kind of did that and we should have moved into the garage. It would have made things less miserable, but at like the last hour started getting really windy and cold and it was Mm. not fun. So if you're going to do winter (laughs) butchering, either hopefully you have a really nice day, like we're having a warm up in Michigan next week and it would be excellent time to process chickens. And again, we're recording this like mid December. So if you're like, Sam, there's no warm up in the Midwest the first week of January. (laughs) Well, yes, I know. (laughs) But yeah, so it just will depend on timing if I do another round. The other thing is, and spoiler, I'll talk more about this when we talk about 2022 goals. I did also order turkeys and you have to order 20. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So it's going to be so loud and I'm so looking forward to it. But I might try to sell a couple of them too, like while they're still alive. Not a bad idea. Yeah. Even though I think it'd be really entertaining to keep 20 turkeys and just go and have them go back. Like, I feel like that'll be one of my 2022 goals. Yeah. Is to talk turkey to my turkeys. I like it. I think that's a great goal. I need to come over and talk turkey to your turkeys because that's amazing. So winter processing. I don't want to get too far off track. We haven't actually processed our meat chickens yet. Yeah. (laughs) It's early December. By end of December, they will be, hopefully. But I did enjoy, I just wanted to mention that I like winter processing, even though it is really cold and miserable because you don't have the flies because I've processed during both seasons. And you think that the fly pressure isn't going to be that bad, but honestly, like May and June, when you process during that time, it's like immediate. They just like, and it swarms, they're covered. And then the biting flies come out and, oh, so... I don't know if there's a perfect time, like comfortable wise, yeah. but you'll at least get to compare this year and then you can decide which yeah. miserable part you're willing to put up with. <laughs> Is it cold or flies? <laughs> I would not want to do it like in July, August at all. Uh-uh. Yeah. So based on when I get these ones, it'll probably be like early May when oh, okay. I process. So hopefully the flies won't be too bad then. Yeah. But yeah, if I do a second round, we're not processing until like September, October again. Yeah. It's just we had to wait till like late October this year. And it was really cold. COVID. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But that is what I really like about the Rainbow Rangers and Grey Rangers is that there's so much flexibility. Oh, yeah. And you're not, you're not, at least we didn't. I shouldn't speak for everyone. We did not experience any decline in health of the animals. By making them wait a couple extra weeks or doing like half one weekend, half the other. Mm-hmm. Like that's such an option. And with the broilers, like the ones that grow really fast, 
I don't know if you can if you could necessarily do that. I don't know if you could either. And I'm in agreement with you because mine are free ranging right now because it's winter, so I don't have a garden to worry about. And <laughs> they're all doing great. They can outrun me, so... I mean, oh, clearly wow. they're doing yeah. something, right? <laughs> yeah, we had one get out on process the last processing day, and I was like, man, if we can't catch her, she might just get to stay around a little longer mm-hmm. because she was just, she was fast. Yep. Yeah. So what was one of your goals this year, and how did you do? So one of my goals was selling something from my farm in my town's new farm market at the Mercantile. So the farm market at the Mercantile hasn't, fully happened yet. But I did sell some stuff this year and I had mentioned it during my six month check-in when we did the last episode kind of halfway. Mm -hmm. I sold some tomato starts at the mercantile. I don't know how many I sold. I can't remember, but it was a pretty decent amount and they were a lot of fun to put together and grow for that Mm -hmm. specifically. I also sold duck and chicken eggs through my friend at Fruitdale Farms Hip Camp and Farm Store. And I had done that already at the six month check-in, but the duck eggs really took off. I sold dozens of duck eggs this year and I only have two ducks that lay. So that's amazing. Yeah. So I think one of my 2022 farm goals is going to be to add more ducks. I'll specifically pick sexed female ducks because I don't want to have to mess around figuring out what to do with the drakes. But yeah, I'm kind of still formulating what I want to do next year. And I do think that that's going to be one of them because the ducks did really well or the duck eggs did really well. And plus the ducks are just a joy on the farm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And the other thing that I sold this year was microgreens, and I sold those through my friend, Amy. She's at Fruitdale Farm, and she has a hip camp. I sold it through her hip camps and her farm stand store that she has online. And I did pretty well with those, too, and I'm pretty happy with how they turned out. I kind of designed my own little recyclable microgreen type of setup out of yogurt containers from yogurt that I ate anyways. So I'm just really happy with how they turned out and that people wanted them. So I think that if I focus more and spent more time on them, I could do really well with the microgreens. So kind of playing around with how I can fit that into my plans for next year also. That's really cool. And I don't know, like I've I've seen some stuff on Instagram about microgreens, but I guess I didn't really realize there was like a demand for them. Mm -hmm. Because I don't really think about microgreens. Like I don't really care to eat them. So it just was not in my bubble. (laughs) At all, but that's really cool because that is something that probably it's not going to cost you a lot to do except for time. Mm-hmm. And if it brings people happiness and they pay you for it, like that's just a win all around. Yeah, and it, it, it tends to be used in like specialty like restaurants and oh. people who are pretty fancy about their food. So the market for it is I'm not fancy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But anyone can enjoy microgreens. <laughs> They're easy, but they are expensive to buy if you were to go buy yeah. them. Yeah. All right. So what's next on your list? So this one I totally failed at, and it was breeding fancy. Oh, <laughs> uh, So what do you think was your biggest roadblock to breeding fancy? Caring to do it. Oh, okay. Fair enough. It's not like, like I want her to be bred, but taking the steps to make that happen just seemed like 
too much and annoying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It probably made my husband a little irritated because I was like, yeah, we'll totally get her and we'll breed her and it's not a big deal. We'll do AI and then, you know, we'll raise a steer or sell a heifer, blah, blah, blah. Didn't happen. And I just feel like we don't currently have the setup to get her in a spot where we could even AI breed her. We don't have any shoot of any sort, mm-hmm. and you kind of need that because, I mean, you're sticking things up the back end. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, that might be something I evaluate for next year. If we did it next year, we probably wouldn't try to do it until, like, July, August because of when I would want her to drop the, the calf. So... It's not like I don't have plenty of time. It's just like there were other priorities this summer and that ended up just not being one of them. Yeah. The only thing with her, though, is that if we probably don't do it within the next summer or so, it could just get to the point where she can't have calves. Yeah. Or it's more difficult to for her to catch. And I'm running into this yeah. problem with goats that were not bred yeah. early enough. So, yeah, I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. But that doesn't mean that... Because one of the other ideas I've been toying with is just buying a steer. Mm-hmm. And her being the companion to that steer. And then we eventually eat the companion and she gets another friend. <laughs> so that's another idea I've had. She's too. like, why do all my friends keep disappearing? <laughs> why does everybody leave? <laughs> is it me? <laughs> yeah. Do I smell? Oh. Yeah, so we'll we'll see. And, like, I'm also trying to evaluate, too. Like, I don't think this is our forever farm. Yeah. So, like, when are we going to find the forever farm or make that move? And do I just want to wait to do more cow stuff and just have her as a pasture pet for now? And, and then we'll figure it out later. That's kind of the thing. She's kind yeah. of an expensive pasture pet, but... <laughs> Yeah, I have one, so I know exactly what you mean. (laughs) Oh. So we'll see for next year. I'm still noodling, and we have like a week or so until we're probably going to record 2022 episode. So, yeah, I'm thinking about it. Okay. So what else for you this year? So one of my goals, and this is actually one that I kind of had thrown in as like a last-minute fun type of goal. I wanted to get Old English Baby Doll South Down Sheep this year. (laughs) One of the reasons was is because I spin yarn and I'm a crocheter. So I thought that having my own source of fiber would be really fun. And I do still think that that is something that I want to do someday. But at my six month check-in, we mentioned that I was shelving this idea and I continue to shelve that idea. And in fact, I continue to shelve the idea of adding any new breeds of animal to the farm at this point. (laughs) I will only be adding things that I already have experience and housing and equipment and stuff for right now, just because I'm, I'm kind of at a place where I'm not totally overloaded, but any one thing and then have that one thing not go right could create a spiral or a cascade where suddenly there's not time, you know, to do anything. And so I'm trying to be really mindful of that. And that's something that I'm going to be thinking about while I set my 2022 goals. But what I really hope that you get out of this conversation the most to the listeners is that you can set goals and then decide that they don't necessarily work for you anymore. 
or mm-hmm. you can set goals and you can see through the progression of the three episodes where we talked about goals for 2021 specifically, how those goals may morph and change based on your needs and how action or inaction affects you know, how far you get on those goals. So that's why it's one of the reasons why I enjoy these types of episodes so much. Yeah. I think that they can be really helpful, especially if you're a person who just kind of casually sets goals, you can see in, in action how some of that kind of ends up panning out. And then you can have mm-hmm. a leg up when you go to set your own goals, when you start getting really serious about your farm or whatever your adventure is that you're working on. Mm-hmm. So what was your next thing? Garden for real this time. Oh, you totally killed it. (laughs) Oh, you killed it so bad this year. Like so good. Not bad. Killed it. (laughs) Killed it. With my husband's help. He built me a really beautiful garden space. The other thing that wasn't a goal that ended up happening because we went from having two vehicles to one vehicle. My husband sold his Jeep Wrangler and that gave us a lot of cash. So we were able to buy a tractor so that helped a lot because not only did I have raised beds and like a a space that was completely enclosed with a very tall fence I also had another space that we just like worked the ground and broke it up and it was like a huge pumpkin patch and there was corn and what else Mm, some other things pepper plants and tomatoes got sprinkled in there too which was just the stupidest idea (laughs) (laughs) because I had to climb through so many pumpkins. Yes. (laughs) Now I know better. Now I understand the vastness of pumpkins, especially when you plant a lot of them. Yeah. So yeah, won't won't do that next year, that interplanting weirdness that I did. (laughs) This is what I called my year of chaos gardening, because I kind of knew what I was doing based on just research and stuff for this podcast and, and listening to Bev talk about all of her experiences the past couple of years. So I kind of knew what I was doing. I knew where to look for information, but like it was like an explosion of plants. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't necessarily a bad thing because it was very productive. But now I know that I only need like a few zucchini plants. I do yeah. not need like... <laughs> 10 probably get away with like four I'm curious to see though if when you start your plants for 2022 if you still feel that way because sometimes what ends up happening to me is I get worried that something's gonna happen (laughs) to the seedlings so I plant 10 thinking only five will survive and I swear to god Uh, nine of those bitches will make it (laughs) yeah so for my zucchini, though, specifically, I did just did direct sowing with that. Okay. What I might do next year, though, is, like, stagger a little bit and maybe do oh. two plants at, like, and then in two weeks do another two plants. Even though I pruned my zucchini plants this year, so they were productive for, like, three months, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was crazy. But I really enjoyed fresh tomatoes more than I thought I would, too. And because of that, I bought, I want to say I have 20 different tomato variety seeds now. That's amazing. I love it. (laughs) So I will be the queen of tomatoes next year, I think. But because of what I learned this year, I'm going to be able to apply more efficient things to make those even more successful. But I froze so much food this year. So it was a really good first year. And I'm thrilled by it. And I'm glad I didn't hate it. 
The only thing I didn't like was just the mosquitoes this year were terrible. The mosquitoes were so bad this year. We did get little like belt clip things that like have these little pads in them that kept them at bay. But there were days where I could not go in my garden because Mm -hmm. they were just no matter how much bug spray I sprayed on myself. They were, like, right there, and they would, like, follow you around. Oh, gosh. Yeah. They were really bad this year. So, hopefully not so bad next year, because, yeah, that that definitely harshed my buzz. <laughs> yeah, that would. So, what else did you do this year? So, the other thing that was on my list was adding heritage breeds of chicken to my flock. And thanks to NPC, I did that. And I had already reported on that during our six-month check-in, but I didn't have the list of breeds. So I made the list of breeds so I could have something new um, for this one. So I got a white-crested black Polish, which is like, oh my gosh, that is my favorite chicken. I need more of those. because They're so cute. She is ridiculous. <laughs> oh my gosh. The black frizzle, Coach and Phantom, super cute also. I, I'm a big fan of the frizzle. The cream leg bar was one that I got, a buff silky bantam, and it turns out I already did have some heritage breeds of chicken in my flock. I didn't realize that, though. Um, my heritage breeds that I already had included Barnevelders, Buff Orpingtons, Plymouth Bard Rocks, and I'm sure that I'm forgetting some of them, but I wanted to give you guys a few chicken breeds to look into if you're mm-hmm. making your list for 2022 flocks because I've loved all of them. And the cream leg bar is just super cool looking. But I did want to tell everybody, too, my star layers are my band bantams like my silkies and my frizzle cochin and my black polish they are laying more than my full-size chickens right now and they're oh wow so yeah so don't be afraid to get those little mini ones because you think you're not gonna get as many eggs because mine are doing a pretty good job yeah you get them they're just a little smaller (laughs) they're a little smaller but they're perfect like i love the little tiny ones for ramen because they're just so cute floating in the little ramen bowl Yeah. There you go. And or like on toast because they don't like totally overwhelm a piece of toast like the large ones do. So I'm a fan of the mini eggs. (laughs) So my next one was more fencing to rotate pastures. Yay. So technically we did this and I did update it in the midsummer one. We did not do an additional pasture. What we did was we just like split are one that we made the year prior and half so we can move fancy back and forth, which was very helpful. And I'm hoping we do more later, but TBD. But this worked really <laughs> great for this year and the amount of animals that we have. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yes. The next thing on my list was getting super organized and how I manage my garden. And I did this. We did an episode all about the garden journal that I put together. And as the season went on, I did get more lackadaisical about keeping the planner updated. So I do think that one of the things that I'll do for 2022 is I'm going to kind of simplify the planner thing down a little bit. Instead of having it have like all the calendars and stuff in it, I'm going to try a bullet journal style of planner. Mm-hmm. What's really cool about experimenting with planners too is you get to pick which style ends up working for your time, your goals, and the amount of energy you have to put into it, and but also how your brain works because we all kind of like think and organize slightly differently. And so I think the bullet journal is going to work really well for me because I can fit a whole year into one of them. And also I get to customize it because it's essentially blank pages until I set it up. So we're going to do an episode about how I set up that 
garden bullet journal. But I overall, I liked having the paper planner style for my garden personally, because it was nice to get to walk out there and like open it to the pages and be like, okay, these are the kind of peppers I put here, or these are, because I'm not very good at labeling the garden or the labels wash away or fade or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So then I can know like which which varieties of plants did well so I can replant those and which ones didn't do well so I can, you know, not bother with my effort next year. So, yeah. (laughs) All right. I have another fail for this year. (laughs) So this is the second year, I think, that I put upgrade and expand the Cluckingham Palace chicken run (laughs) and get an automatic chicken door. Yeah, that didn't happen. It's still the same. So... At least this year, I know to be more mindful this time of year and throughout most of the winter of aerial predators. So it was really bad. Like, end of last year, beginning of this year, we lost quite a few because a hawk figured out that he could get really easy lunch here. (laughs) So now I'm just going to be a little more mindful of that. Now I know, like, what to listen for, for their calls, too, so I can hear them hanging out. So... This will probably go on the list for next year again. But at least now, like, I know that probably in the beginning of the year when the ground thaws, this won't be the first thing we do, but maybe it should be the second. And that's something I should clearly prioritize right away. (laughs) Yeah. He's got to put together your list of things that have to happen before you can start and what you need on hand. And then... yeah. Lots of organize wood. and go from there. Lots of wood, yeah. Uh, hopefully wood prices are reasonable at the beginning of the year. They were <laughs> not last year. And I get to hold my breath. <laughs> yeah, 2021 was not the year for big woodworking projects because I didn't even put it on my list, but we have a, a coop renovation that was in the middle of being yeah. done, but we haven't finished it yet. So, And I feel like I saw the writing on the wall that we weren't going to get to it, so I didn't even set it as a goal. <laughs> It didn't happen. Spoiler alert. (laughs) The next item on my list was uh, Rock the Greenhouse Game, which I feel like I did that. Shade cloth made a huge difference in the greenhouse for continuing to grow all summer, which was great. All year, there was something being done in the greenhouse. And the greenhouse is nice because it's dedicated space. We're working on my gardening Um, And gardening is something that's important to me. So I'm happy to have it. And this winter, I decided not to heat the greenhouse because we put in a basement garden, but there's still carrots, green onions, and rapini growing in the greenhouse. And it's mid-December and it's all still doing great. So I'm getting into a groove with it. And I think I'm starting to kind of use it as it's intended, which I think is good. And I'm going to save a buttload of money not heating it. (laughs) (laughs) And put that money towards my summer garden. (laughs) All right. So my last one is a farm savings account. So this was carryover from the year before because I was successful. This year, I did pretty good with it. Right now, I don't have much in there at all. I don't have that $500 cushion at this time because it was used. (laughs) Things happen. And then we had some other things come up too where I just wasn't putting as much into it as I was before. But I have money in other areas that I could pull from if there was a true emergency. It would just not, you know, be like the envelope system or whatever. Like it'd be stealing from other envelopes. So yeah, so that's something I'm just going to keep on doing. I probably won't mention it 
for next year's goals just because it's a habit at this point. Yeah. But I think it's really good and good thing to encourage other people to do, especially I don't know if there's a better one out there right now, but Capital One still has really good interest rates on their savings accounts compared to other savings accounts, and you can create like a billion of them if you wanted to. Capital One is what we use for our bucket system. That's what we yeah. call it. We call it our bucket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you want to do the bucket or envelope type thing, I highly suggest you check out Capital One. No, they are not a sponsor. No. I'm sorry if you think they're evil. They might be. <laughs> I don't know. But that's just what I use. <laughs> yeah, Capital One works really well. And Betterment has been pretty good to us mm. as well for self-managing, saving and getting started on doing, you know, like dipping your toes into investment. If you're not someone that already has a professional helping you with that. So definitely check those out if you're looking at financial goals as part of your 2022. Because I I find that separating the money physically fully separates it mentally when I go Mm -hmm. to do that thing I'm like oh I can't because the bucket is too low for that thing that I want to do so now I need to focus on saving for it so I can make it rather than just being like oh I have one bucket and it's supposed to cover you know seven different things you can grab from it whenever you want and Mm -hmm. then you deplete it faster (laughs) at least that's how it works for me (laughs) (laughs) All right. The last thing that we'll talk about for this episode is our words of the year for 2021. And my 2021 word of the year was root. I wanted to really root more into who I am and the people I love and the things that I love to do also. And I do think that I enjoyed having that as my word because whenever I went to sign up for something or decide what action I wanted to take next or what thing, you know, I wanted to do next on the farm. I use that word as kind of a baseline to help me make the decision on whether or not that was the right one for me for this year. Cause sometimes we can get really excited about, you know, shiny new things. Yes. yes (laughs) And so I like having a word of the year and I did really like root down into things. I rooted down further into my community you know, I became the president of our Lions Club. I ran for public office, which still, I still lose sleep over that decision. And I got the seat, which I still lose sleep over. (laughs) But I think it was the right decision in the long run, because, you know, I love this community. And I like, just really rooted down into it. So yeah, that that was my word for the year. And I, I think it was a success. I can't wait to decide what my next word of the year is going to be. <laughs> it will be different, though, because I feel I feel fairly rooted at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Good. What about you? What was your word of the year? So mine was fearless, but really like fear less or worry less. So it was kind of like a combination. Yeah. And I'm anticipating my word next year to be more of a phrase just spoilers that it might be more than one word okay (laughs) that's okay you can have multiple words that's the great thing about language it mostly (laughs) makes me chuckle because it's kind of cheesy but I'll explain it more in the next episode if that's what I do decide to go with but for this year I think I did pretty well with this, I won't go into it too much because I, it, it starts trailing off into probably some weird philosophical religious 
political stuff that I just don't even want to touch with a 10-foot pole and feels very personal. So I'm not going to really go there. But I'll say that I nailed it in that I feel like I've at least started to learn how to process things that worry me or make me feel scared differently than I might have like a year or two ago. So just really good. So yeah. Yeah, it is really good. So I encourage you guys to think of something that challenges you or causes you anxiety and maybe focus on that and not focus on the anxiety, but focus on working through those feelings in order to move past them because you just can't ignore them. Yeah. Because if you try to like ignore and compartmentalize, it's just going to keep coming up and up and up and up. And that's not good for you either. Unless you're one of those people that can truly push things down. (laughs) That is not me. (laughs) I find that even for people that are good at pushing things down, you know, like I used to make jokes that I was like an emotional robot because I'm pretty good at managing that kind of thing, but they boil up eventually. And sometimes when you let them stack too much, they boil when you're least expecting them to and run Mm -hmm. over. So... That's why it's good to come up with some processes that work for you to help you work through those things. All right. So that's it for this year. So I feel like we did pretty good. Pat ourselves on the back. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I'm happy with overall with how the year went. And it was a great year for Drinking Farm as well. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully you guys are not sick of us yet because we plan on (laughs) just keeping on trucking along. (laughs) Yeah, our next episode will be what our goals and plans are for 2022. So get excited. Yes. (laughs) Wish you could ask us your questions, share your can't evens or tell your farm story to us out loud. You can do that now by calling and leaving us a voicemail. Just call 401-426-3276, which is 401-426-FARM, if you've been putting off typing your farm story because you don't want to. That just takes too much time. Well, now you can call us and just tell us about it. We love to play these voicemails on the minisodes like the one you're listening to right now, but obviously we will still take your stories, questions, and can't evens in written form as well. Bottom line, we just want to hear from you. So make sure you call us and leave us a voicemail at 401-426-FARM. Make sure you leave us a review. If you haven't already, you can do that over on Apple Podcasts. We read one a week, and we're going to start doing that again in January. If you don't have Apple or can't figure out how to leave a review on an Apple podcast product or whatever, you can absolutely call us and leave us a voicemail. The phone number will be in the show notes. We do have a couple in queue that we'll use next year because we can make that dumb joke of I'll see you next year. Oh gosh, thank goodness. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, so if you haven't left us a review, you can go ahead and do that and we will start back up with the exclusive coffee mug drawing once a month for that mug that is not and will never be in the shop. Yeah. Just a few housekeeping and announcements before we go for the year. Send us your can't evens. You can post those in our Facebook group or you can email them to us at drinkandfarm at gmail.com. If you post them in the Facebook group, make sure that you use hashtag can't even with no punctuation so that we can search for it. 
And we have a series over on Patreon called Straight No Chaser. I'm sure that you've heard of it by now if you've been a regular listener, but this is available to our patrons over the $5 level and above. For more information, you can you can go to patreon.com slash drink and farm. Patreon is a great way to support the podcast. It's also a great way to get extra perks and stuff as well. Patreons this year, they got some gifts, they got some stickers, they got all sorts of cool stuff, a Christmas card from us for the holidays, you know, all the fun stuff. So definitely check out patreon.com slash drink and farm. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button and download the episode when you listen. This helps more people like you find the podcast, and you can absolutely download this episode after you're done with it. Please do it. (laughs) And do us a favor and share that you're listening to this episode over in your Instagram stories and tag at Drink and Farm. You'll want to do this because we're going to send you a promo code just for that episode. And you're going to want that because we just launched January shirt of the month. Yes, it continues. So, you want that? I think it's hilarious, but I might be a little biased because I designed it. (laughs) Love it. Yes. And while you're at it, make sure you take a look at the show notes to find links to nothing. Because, I mean, we didn't really discuss any articles today, but there might be some fun things to links to our merch shop and our social media and a survey to tell us how we're doing. So there will be some things. We'll link to those old episodes that we talked oh, about. Yeah. Our goals. So yeah, you can go, go back and listen to those too if you haven't listened to them yet. Because um, I think it's kind of cool to like hear the progression. But that's just yeah. kinda, like linear things. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's it for this year. Hey. <sighs> that's it. Gosh. <laughs> what a great. Well, yeah. It was a great year. We'll say uh, it was a great farm year. How about that? (laughs) Yeah. um, In the end, I can usually find the things about the year that ended up being good. So (laughs) we need to take the time to reflect and be grateful, even about the smallest things like a beautiful sunrise. Like I'm not being silly. Like I actually mean that it was like a really nice sunrise this morning. Everything was pink and gorgeous and it felt like it was just for me. Oh, you got our yesterday's sunrise. My Facebook feed was filled with the sunrise yesterday. And I happened to be up for it to see it. I'm usually not. So that was exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, take some time to do some deep breathing and relax. And I hope if you're drinking tonight, you're hydrating right now. (laughs) So you'll Mm -hmm. survive. May I suggest liquid IV if you have access to that it's my favorite thing (laughs) anyways be safe and have a happy new year and until next time drink farm and and give zero clucks bye now we drink things we farm things we drink and farm